The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 306 on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. Coming up after the 330 News, uh, Rob Roach from ATB Financial will be joining us with another edition of The Hoot. As we uh, told you going into the news at 3 o'clock, the House of Commons agreeing to hold an emergency debate tonight on the Trans Mountain Pipeline predicament. Um, Conservative natural resources critic Shannon Stubbs made the request and the Speaker granted the request on the spot. So this is the second time in two months that Conservatives have requested an emergency debate on Trans Mountain, but the first time around, uh, the Speaker's office said it didn't meet the criteria that has changed now, so we'll see what happens mm. with that tonight. And again, the Alberta government introducing legislation that will give the Energy Minister power to restrict the flow of oil, gasoline, and natural gas leaving the province. So, bitumen, bitumen is a priority. Mm-hmm. It would get... Um, first place on the rail cars and and whatnot heading west well, and you, pushing yeah. back the gas and everything else so that's going to cause a little it's, some grief uh, for BC we, we talked off the top of the show about what that legislation might look like and I uh, it's, it has to be clever right and mm-hmm. this is actually quite clever because yeah. it's not one province cutting off a necessary resource of yeah. another it's a province saying, well, we decide how we ship our product. Yeah. And yeah, they do. Yeah. And, you know, Scott Johnson's uh, report says, di- again, di- diluted bitumen is considered the more vital product. So there will be a priority for it to be in the pipeline, taking up all the capacity. Premier Notley says that will also mean refined product like gas and diesel will have to get to the coast by other means. Trucker rail, that's going to put the price It'll in BC through the roof. Yep. But the gas and diesel and, um, yeah, to be longer take a little longer you know yeah i I was just gonna say it's just funny um what sways the will of a government because there's big pictures here environment is a big picture right the economy is a big picture but at the end of the day for most canadians not necessarily bc residents just canadians in general it's the day-to-day thing that gets their backs up and when you pull up to a pump and it's going to be more than two dollars a liter mm-hmm. for gas mm-hmm. that's going to get the backs of bc residents up and they're going to want to get it fixed right away and uh, I, honestly i got to be honest with you i think it's a brilliant move on the notley government i, I really do just tightening the screws a yeah. little bit legally more. tightening the yeah. screws yeah so we'll uh keep you updated on that one over the, the next while for sure I suppose the uh, reason it didn't uh, constitute an emergency last time in the House of Commons, by the way, is because there wasn't a deadline set, but now there is. When Kinder Morgan set that May 31st deadline, that does create an emergency situation, which then qualifies it to be something that can be uh, debated. The, our Prime Minister will, of course, not be in attendance for that. He's in Paris. He's in, he's Paris. in France right, right now. So, um, yeah, he's going to be he's with the, he, uh, one of the first uh, Canadian Prime Ministers to speak at uh, with their... Uh, to their government yeah. house. Well, good on... Hey, hey um, but you know what? Yeah, listen. So, wait, what? just... You know... The, I, I Danielle... Smith yes. wrote um, a really interesting op-ed piece just about the amount of crap that's being dumped into 
you know, the the water off BC, Victoria, mm-hmm. Vancouver, all of the raw sewage on a on a regular mm-hmm. basis. All I have to do is Google it. That's right. And you know, just um, the concerns about the impact of that to the to the fishing, to the tourism, all of that stuff out there. It's 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 well there's a lot of interesting little facts uh-huh. uh, associated with this there's that there's the fact that if you actually analyze what sort of freighter traffic what what would be the increase uh-huh. in uh, freighter traffic it's quite insignificant it's I, I saw one report that said that if at full capacity the pipeline uh, if it was operating at full capacity that the additional freighters uh, in a small period of time would be one additional freighter, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, as opposed to the opinion that, well, suddenly Vancouver Harbor will be full of nothing but oil freighters. And the other thing is, and I I know everybody knows this, but I feel it worth saying one more time, you know there's already a pipeline there, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. th- that's the thing. Like, I feel like some residents of BC believe that this is a new pipeline as opposed to an expanded pipeline. There's already a pipeline. The The idea of this is to expand its capacity. That's right. Yeah. A couple phone calls. Brian, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. What's going on? Uh, well, I was just talking about the topic on the pipeline. Uh, have you read this letter from the mayor of Fort St. John, Lori Ackerman, to the uh, BC government? Uh, by chance, have you read this letter? That no, I haven't. Until I, I, now, I hadn't heard of it. Well, just Google uh, Lori Ackerman, North mm-hmm. St. John letter. Uh, it's it's amazing how much how many facts this lady has, and uh, she kind of puts the, the provincial and federal government in their place because a lot of this is based on fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot a lot of it is based on fear. What you know? What the, the opposition is. Again. I, I would be interested to read that, and I would Send assume that I just found it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would assume that she would be in support of it, of course, because Fort St. John is a um, their economy is heavily based on uh, oil and gas. Yeah, um, and and I mean, I mean, in my opinion, this is all political posturing from the federal liberal part, like the Trudeau's party. Uh, most of the liberals are against this uh, pipeline. Uh, the, the the BC Premier. And, uh, and and they're backing, you know, they, they, they're against the pipeline, although even, even though there's federal consent to build this by law. And then and then we have Rachel Notley, whose own party is against this pipeline, but she knows that her own her own height is on the line for the mm-hmm. next election. Yeah. It, it is funny because we often talk about uh, the corner that Horgan has painted himself into and. Rachel Notley refused to paint herself mm-hmm. into that corner because you're quite right. Uh, the NDP not traditionally thought of as supportive pipeline <laughs> of pipelines, yeah. right? Yeah. But she yeah. is the premier of a province that's got that resource, and she's doing what she yeah. has to do. Brian, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Katie's on the phone. Hey, Katie, what's on your mind? Uh, good afternoon. Well, it's good that Rachel Notley is doing something about getting the bitumen out. Um, my concern is, and I'm not a farmer, if we can't get our grain out to the west coast now how are we ever going to get it out if the uh, trains are being taken up with diesel and uh, vehicle fuel gas yeah i don't know that thought uh wandered through my mind as well just from my experience with the trucking industry um now of course different kinds of trailers involved here but uh, in the train industry though i don't know if you can just add more cars like i i thought about that too so is there, you know, a lot of capacity available for trains? But you're saying grain has always been a problem, right? 
Well, yeah, the farmers right now haven't got out last year's crop. Yeah, last couple mm. of years. And especially. that's been backed up in CNNCP. We're supposed to be doing something about getting more cars, you know, going for the grain. But if the lines are tied up with, you know, uh, diesel fuel and gas, then how can they have capacity to put on the grain? Well, I'm going to look into that because that's a really great question, and I don't know that it hasn't already been addressed or that somebody hasn't already thought that through, but I am going to look into that because that is an excellent question. Thank you. I appreciate your help. Yeah, thanks, Katie. Thanks for the phone call. You can give us a call any time at 4960063 or fire off a text at uh, 63630. Hmm. You know, um, a, a lot of people, it's funny, uh, and I'll give credit to our listeners, um, I had said that I think it was a brilliant piece of legislation, which I honestly do. I'm but some pointed out that might have been more brilliant six months ago. And, and there's there's some validity to that argument. I think the Notley government waited for the federal government to do something, and they didn't do it. And this weekend, I don't know how you, our listeners, feel about this. I waited patiently and anxiously to see what would happen. I had hoped that they would have this meeting and uh. walk out and say, well, I, I tried everything, but... But no, it was just, I don't even know what the point yeah, of that meeting was. Yeah, I, I again, we, we talked about this late last week. I was kind of hopeful, but mm-hmm. kind of resigned to the fact that nothing was going to change. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't even a new, that I could no. find, new piece of information or angle that I thought, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. It was just like, nope. As I tweeted out, you know, here's the, here's the highlights of the meeting. Alberta wants to build a pipeline and BC doesn't want us to. <laughs> Was it point out where your provinces are on the map? <laughs> yeah. Okay, a quick break here. More of your phone calls after this. Talking about uh, grain, trains, bitumen on the 6.30 Chad afternoon news. Lots of phone calls to get to. We'll start with Hugh. Hi, Hugh. Hello, Jalen. How are you? Good, thanks. What's on your mind? Um, I kind of find it laughable that we have a prime minister that runs around the world talking about free trade, and we can't pump a gallon of oil down a piece of pipe. Go figure. You know, I, you know, I thought you were going to say something entirely different, so let me... <laughs> well, no, I'm trying to be polite, because normally when I do get on, I say something, people get mad at me. Uh, well, what I thought you were going to say, and I would have agreed with you, although I do agree with that as well, but is that... When you have an emergency debate in the House of Commons, mm-hmm. shouldn't your Prime Minister be there? Well, I mean, I wasn't going to point out the obvious, but I mean, again, he shows a total and complete lack of leadership and then walks away and points fingers at everybody else like it's our fault. I'm pretty sure his father tried doing the same thing he's trying to do right now, 30 years ago, and it didn't work then. Now, how about... Alberta, instead of playing around, says, we're just not going to accept any more trade from B.C. at all. We'll bring in everything from the south. You guys can go south and forget about coming east because we can't ship anything west, so you can't bring anything east. Don't cross our border if we can't cross yours. It's that simple. Keep all your lumber, keep all your materials that you might produce in Vancouver, and sell them to the state. And we'll buy everything from the state, too, because it's probably cheaper for us to go to the Yankees than it is through B.C. And this pipeline, if we were smart, we would punch a line through the territory of the Mackenzie Delta hmm. to that perfect, natural, deep-water port in Inuvik and just start shipping oil out of there. If they don't like it, well, you know what? We'll deal with the territory. That's the Fed. We already have the Fed's approval, so why are we arguing with BC anyway? They want to live in the dark? Let them. 
Yeah, that's uh, reminiscent, actually. Uh, let those Eastern... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hugh, thanks for the phone call. That brings hey, back Mark. memories. Hey, uh, Hugh's right on, but at the same time, you know, unfortunately, we do have rules in place, so we have to follow you. Know? Yep. <laughs> uh, with that being said, though, I read that Jesperson was talking the other day to some CN bigwig guy, mm-hmm. and he was mentioning that there is no priority in regards to what resource gets shipped or in what order. So I'm basically, whoever's at the gate first kind of thing sends it off was the understanding I got from So that would bog everything down, yeah, but it's, oil's not going to get a priority. And in short term, to me, this is even more brilliant by Nolly if exactly. she go through with this, because, well, you know, the grain's first, we got to get that out, you know? So, e- exactly. Yeah, you you're, you absolutely nailed it. We were talking about this off air as well, because with that call about grain and uh, well, what's going to happen with that? And I thought, my goodness, you know what? People smarter than me have already thought this through because you can say what goes in your pipeline, but you have plausible deniability when it comes to <laughs> uh, trucks and trains, right? And just say, yeah, oh, grain was there first. And that Thank pushes you, the price even higher in British Columbia. Now, is this going through, or is this just legislation right now? It's proposed legislation. But we have and a so majority good, NDP yeah. government, yeah, so majority, I suspect yeah. it'll have no problem passing. But then it still has to be implemented and decide when to kind of thing. Oh, I suspect it'll mm, be... They'll do uh, it pretty quick. It'll be rammed through. Yeah. Uh, looks like I'm going to Montana instead of always so used in the summertime, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, but that's the other thing, though, too. And since you said that, let me ask you, because that's when we talked to um, the legislative uh, reporter from uh, British Columbia, Global's... Uh, Keith Baldry. Yeah, Keith. There isn't a majority of support for this in British Columbia. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know, and I it's, it's instinctive to say, well, that does it. I'm not going to BC this summer. I'm not buying BC products. But the province as a whole doesn't seem to be in support of stopping the pipeline. It's I think he quoted a he figure at was, best 20%. Uh, 20, 20, he said 20 for, 20 against, and everybody else. So what another, you know, ooh, yeah. 60 in there just couldn't care less. But I agree 100%, just that I pull a 30-foot trailer and gas at $2 yep. makes it easier to go to Montana. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. a fair consideration for sure. Mark, thanks Thank for calling. You. Take it easy. And we haven't heard from this guy for a while. Hey, Dell. Good day. What's going on? Uh, you know, this whole debacle could have been ended in about mm, 60 hours in Parliament, passing or just invoking Section 96 paragraph or subsection C paragraph 10 of the charter that says that this is a national interest product project and it totally negates any court challenges or anything else. Hmm. But he doesn't want to do that. Well, that is, is, Dell, is that not basically the legislation that Trudeau is uh, proposing? Because people are asking, well, if it was already approved by the federal government, why do you need more legislation? But he is um, attempting to shore up that legislation. I don't really understand why... There is he, Whatever they're doing is kabuki theater. It doesn't matter. All he has to do is a motion in Parliament to invoke that section of the Canadian Charter. Once it's invoked on this project, that's the end of it. There's no more debate. There's no more court challenges. There's no anything. BC can pound sand as far as anybody's concerned. They have no say on the jurisdiction. Then. Well, I mean, this is, a, this is a thing that we've been saying all along, though, is why isn't Trudeau coming down harder on this one? Guess where he has liberal seats? Oh, I know. I know. That's so the question why. is, how much is he willing to lose? See, um, I had a debate with uh, Rob Breckenridge down in Calgary on Twitter about this last year. And I said, this p- pipeline is not going to be built. And he kept, oh, no, no, it will, it will. I said, it won't. 
because for it to actually be built will require Trudeau to put the RCMP guarding the entire production Mm -hmm. and construction project to get it through because of the NDP and their supporters who are protesting this. Do you think Trudeau has the gumption to do that? Well, his dad did. Well, his... Yeah, he's not his dad, that's for sure. In fact, yeah. not sure if, he, if that is his dad. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, nice cheap uh, shot. Well, they do call him Castrudo now, don't they? Uh, come on. That uh, was a good cheap uh, shot. But there is... There, what was the other part I was going to bring up about this, too? Um, I, I just find it funny, Dell, to be honest with you. When I heard that over the weekend, and I was just saying just a moment ago, that well, I was optimistic, cautiously optimistic that something would change. And, you know, when you when you hold a meeting and you have to say something happened, uh, so Trudeau says, well, I'll push through this uh, additional legislation. I was like, oh, okay. You know, they didn't like the first, uh, they didn't uh, adhere to the first uh, piece of legislation, so I'm not sure why they'd adhere to the second, right? It was just smoke and mirrors. Yeah. This literally comes down to, does Trudeau have the gumption to Mm -hmm. order the RCMP to do mass arrests, haul these... Oh, that's another thing. Do you know the protesters aren't being charged by BC prosecutors? Well, I know that decision was being made today, but at the time we walked into this studio, the decision had not been made. Has that been made now? Well, what's been happening is it's been the Kinder Morgan lawyers who have been filing civil suit action against the protesters. That's why those judges were so mad last week, was that they found out that the B.C. prosecutors are under orders not to file charges mm. on the protesters. Well, I think that, talking- Del, unless your information is newer than an hour ago, there was actually going to be uh, a statement issued as to whether or not criminal charges would be filed against the protesters, including the leader of the Green Party. So, Well, that depends. It's... the that's if the B.C. government decides they want to file the charges. What's been happening is the Kinder Morgan lawyers are the ones that have been... Any lawyer can push for criminal charges to be filed. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's the prosecutor's office that does this. But we have a B.C. government that's not allowing their prosecutors to prosecute. Hmm. So the Kinder Morgan lawyers have been the ones dragging the charges up and going into court to get people charged by the judges. That's why the judges were so mad last week, and they were hinting to the B.C. government, you better start doing your constitutional duty. Dell, we got to... Oh, sorry if let you finish it. Go. I was going to say, and don't forget, we've got cops that are being kicked in the head on the protest line. Dell, always good to hear from you. We've got to go. Uh, 3.30 News up next. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.